All right. Well, here we are on a very unique, very unusual Sunday morning. And so for, for this morning, I wanted to just take a break for one Sunday from our series in Mark, just to try to wrap our minds around what, what's happening right now and, and how we respond as the church, how we respond as the people of God. And so this morning I'm going to be in Acts chapter 8. So if you have a Bible or a device, turn to Acts chapter 8. We're going to be in the first eight verses in chapter 8, and then we'll, we'll be in one verse in chapter 9. See, this is not the first time that the church has been scattered. See, on, normally on a Sunday morning when we gather together, we... we we, we gather in this place, in this, in this sanctuary, to worship as the body of Christ. And, and when we do that, the, the, the kind of historical name for that is the church gathered. And then we, we would say that throughout the week, then, we are the church scattered. Well, right now, we are the church scattered for what, what is honestly an, an indefinite period of time. We just, we don't know. How long this is going to go on. We've said here at FBC that at least this Sunday and next Sunday through the end of March, we're, we're not going to gather together out of respect for the, for the governmental authorities that, that the Lord has placed on us, over us. Um, as, uh, and, and in order to protect the safety. You know, part of my job as, as pastor, as elder here, is, is to protect the flock. And, and right now, at, at this moment, where we are, I think the best way that, that, that I can protect the flock is by saying, let's, let's not gather. Let's not gather, in, at least in the same room. So right now, in this moment, for, for this period of time, we operate as the church scattered. Now, on one hand, that's, that's a bummer, right? I mean, because we, we, we love being together. We love gathering together in the same room. We love, we love shaking hands. We love hugging. We, we love the spirit of, of getting to worship in the same room with, with other believers. But consider that, that right now, all across the United States, the gospel is being proclaimed through, through the, certainly the best informational system we've ever had through, through the Internet. And thousands of churches are flooding Facebook and other social media streams and their websites with the message of the gospel, the message of hope. And so even in these days when we can't gather together in, in person, I'm so grateful for the technology that the Lord has, has blessed us with that allows us to all be worshiping together, to be studying the same passages of Scripture even though we're not able to be in the same room. So this morning, I'm going to look briefly um, at what it means to be the church scattered. And to do that, we're going to be in Acts chapter 8. And so as we normally do, I, I know you're in, you may be in your living room or, or, or in some other room in your house. In fact, you may even be watching in, in your pajamas. Um, it, but let me, let me invite you to do this. If you, are, if you have a copy of God's Word, uh, let's stand together just like we would normally do. Let's stand together and read Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through 8 this morning. Acts 8 says, On that day a severe persecution bro broke out against the church in Jerusalem, 
And all except the apostles were scattered throughout the land of Judea and Samaria. Devout men buried Stephen and mourned deeply over him. Saul, however, was ravaging the church. He would enter house after house, drag off men and women, and put them in prison. So those who were scattered went on their way preaching the word. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah to them. The crowds were all paying attention to what Philip said as they listened and saw the signs he was performing. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. Again, I thank you for the, the blessing that we have to gather together. The blessing to open up God's word. I pray that you would be in our midst this morning, even as we are scattered throughout Alamogordo. Maybe some of us from, from other places as well. Pray for, for peace in these days of upheaval. Pray for calm in the middle of panic around us. Above all, I pray that these are times for, for us as believers to draw close to you. In, in these uncertain days, may, may our faith, may our trust, may our hope be found securely in Christ Jesus. We ask all these things in his mighty name. Amen. Thank you. You can have a seat. So this is not the first time the church has been scattered. As we just saw in, in, in Acts chapter 8, the, the church fairly early on in, in, in the life of, of the New Testament church, as we know it, experienced a time of persecution that drove, we were told, all except the apostles to various places. Now, now real quick, let's, let's walk up to how we got here. Okay, So, so in Acts chapter 1, we have... Um, the, the disciples gathered after the, after the resurrection. You have Jesus and the disciples who are together for 40 days. And at the beginning of Acts chapter 1, Jesus ascends into heaven and, and gives what's really kind of Luke's version of the, the Great Commission. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After that, we're told that the church was around 120 people gathered together. In Acts chapter 2, we have the day of Pentecost, where, where Peter preaches, Peter proclaims the gospel to, to people from all over the world who had gathered in Jerusalem for this festival. And, and as, as Peter preaches, 3,000 people are saved. And then from there through, through chapter 7, the, the um, the, the plot of Acts, the story of Acts, takes place in Jerusalem. All of the first seven chapters are, are in Jerusalem. And then in chapter 8, the church scatters. And what we see is that the, the, the church scattered because of, because of a situation, and that is persecution. Acts chapter 7, we have uh, the arrest of a, of a man named Stephen, who was appointed as one of the first deacons in Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 7, he's arrested, put on trial. He, Stephen boldly proclaims the gospel. 
recounting the, the story of God's salvation history from, uh, from the beginning of Genesis all the way up through Jesus. And at the end of Acts chapter 7, Stephen is martyred. And, and we're told that there was a young man named Saul whom the, the people who were stoning Stephen would, would lay their garments at his feet. And, and at the very beginning of Acts chapter 8, uh, verse 1, we're told that Saul agreed with putting him to death. And after that, an intense persecution, severe persecution, as the CSB puts it, broke out against the church in Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout the land of Judea and Samaria. Now, now keep that in mind. Remember Acts 1.8. Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria. Up till now, they've been in Jerusalem. Suddenly, because of persecution, they're scattering to Judea and Samaria. And they scattered because of persecution. But even as they were scattered, they realized they had a mission. We see that in verses 4 through 7. Verse 4, so those who were scattered went on their way preaching the word. Now remember, Jesus gave them a command and maybe even a promise. You, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And suddenly now, as they're scattered, as they're running for their lives, fleeing this persecution that's breaking out in Jerusalem, they're preaching the gospel. They're sharing the gospel. We're told about Philip, who was another one of the deacons that was appointed in Acts chapter 6. Told he went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah to them. The crowds were all paying attention to what Philip said as they listened and saw the signs he was performing. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lamed and lame were healed. As I said earlier, chapters 1 through 7 is the church in Jerusalem. Chapter 8 through 12 will be the church in, in Judea and Samaria. And then from chapters 13 through the end of, of Acts in chapter 28 is the church going to the ends of the earth. And as they were scattered, they preached. Isn't it interesting that the apostles, the, the, those whom we would consider the, the professional ministers, stayed in Jerusalem and everyone else was scattered. And as they were scattered, the church grows. Primarily through lay people. Lay, laymen, lay people, simply meaning non-elders, went proclaiming the gospel and the church group. And look at the result of that in, in verse 8. So there was great joy in that city. As, as If you've paid attention at all here, you, you'll know I'm a big fan of Charles Spurgeon. I read a lot of his stuff. I, I, just, I find him an, an inspiration. Early on in his ministry in London, he dealt with, uh, with an outbreak, with a pandemic, much like what we're experiencing now. He walked his congregation through that as a young man in his 20s. I like what... what 
as he was commenting on, on this passage, on the church scattered because of persecution in, in their case, he said this, no good work for God is ever lost. No good work for God is ever lost. They went on their way preaching even as they were scattered. And the result was that there was great joy in that city. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus gave his disciples and, and us a promise. Speaking to Peter, he, he said this, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. See, this is the promise that we have. Now, now, there may be some weird times, and certainly we're walking through those. But Jesus promised us that nothing will overcome his church. And, and let us, even though this is certainly unprecedented for, for our day and age, and, and in our lifetime we've never experienced anything like this, this is not the first time believers have experienced something like this. You've, you've, no day, you've no doubt heard the stories of, of the 1918 Spanish flu by now where, where businesses and churches were closed for a period. But it wasn't forever. This is a period. This is a time. And, and as the Bible says, this too shall pass. And God is going to work powerfully, I believe, during this time. As even as churches can't gather together, I believe with all my heart, because we, what we see throughout the rest of the book of Acts is that even in times of trial, even in times of scattering, the church grew. And not just a little bit, but grew exponentially. Turn with me now to Acts chapter 9. We're going to look at one verse in Acts chapter 9. Verse 31. Now, now, while you're turning there, keep in mind all that happens in Acts 9. This, this same Saul, who, who, who were told the, the people that were stoning Stephen laid their garments at his feet, and, and who we were told in the beginning of Acts chapter 8, agreed with putting Stephen to death. And in Acts chapter 9, the Holy Spirit grabs a hold of Paul. And actually, the, the, the person of Jesus Christ grabs a hold of Paul as he's on his way to Damascus with papers to arrest believers. And Jesus grabs him. And Saul will eventually become Paul, who writes roughly half of the New Testament. And is, I think, the most important Christian personality outside of Jesus Christ himself for, for our understanding of who Jesus is. Look at verse 31 in chapter 9. So the church throughout all Judea, Samaria, or Galilee and Samaria had peace and was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. So the church, they were scattered. Certainly in a time of uncertainty for them is, is they never knew who was going to break into their assembly and begin arresting people, maybe even putting some to death. And we're told they were strengthened even as they were living throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria. Look at the last half of that. Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, 
it, meaning the church, increased in numbers. This reminds me of the ending of Acts chapter 2, verse 42. We're simply told that every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. In these days, we have a great opportunity as the church scattered. Think about this. Even in our own congregation right now, we have missionaries all over Alamogordo for an extended period of time. Let's not waste this opportunity. We can still be the church even if we can't gather together. Let me encourage you. One of the things I'm, I'm planning to do this week is to, to just try to go and, and meet some neighbors that I've not met. Try to engage them. Just try to see if, if, if we can do anything and, and serve our neighborhood in any way. You know, this is a time where, where there's, as, as we've seen, a lot of fear and a lot of panic. Certainly much uncertainty. And as I shared with you last week, now for, for, for believers, now is not the time to panic. Now's the time for us to trust and to offer hope to those whose lives are falling apart. Maybe you have friends, neighbors, maybe even some family members who have lost jobs already. Certainly, if you've, if you've been watching the stock market at all, I don't recommend it. Um, but but if, if you've been watching that, it's, it's, a, it's an uncertain time for retirement accounts and, and other stock investments. There's a lot of fear regarding that. We don't know how long we're going to be in in the state we are right now. We've seen other states that have certainly uh, already imposed uh, strict lockdowns. We we don't know if that's coming to New Mexico. But but if so, the the level of anxiety around us is going to to rise. Let me encourage us as, as followers of Christ... As believers in the power of the cross and the power of the resurrection. Don't be afraid to tell those around you where your hope is found in these days. This could lead to some wonderful gospel conversations. And let us, as The church in Acts did. Live in the fear of the Lord and be encouraged by the Holy Spirit. And Lord, may we, may the church today in the United States and around the world increase in numbers. I was reading this morning as I close, I just wanted to share this in closing. I was reading this morning in Ephesians. I had a little bit of extra time. I'm normally at the church around 7, and with us just doing a live stream this morning, I got here a little after 9, so I had, man, just a, a kind of a nice leisurely morning, slept in a little bit, and then I you know, grabbed coffee and my Bible because I wasn't having to scramble to get out of the house. and just I was reading my 
my daily Bible reading through a few different sections of Scripture and I came across this in, in Ephesians. A, a great reminder of who our God is. May this be our prayer together, a prayer of praise during this time. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. You know, it could be that the Holy Spirit's doing a great work. This, wouldn't it be something if even these days of, of uncertainty and, and upheaval, if this led to a revival? Because we have a God who's able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think. May it be so. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the chances to gather and even as we can't gather in the same room. Pray that you will bless each and every one of our, our watchers. That you will bless the body of First Baptist Church even as we're not able to gather together in, in the same room. But I pray you would work powerfully through the church scattered. I pray we would, just as those believers did in Acts 8, go about proclaiming the gospel, proclaiming the good news in these days of, of really bad news all around us. May we not grow weary in these days, but may you strengthen us through the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray we would be people who, who cling to your word. I pray we would be people who hold fast, just as we sang earlier, hold fast to the Lord Jesus Christ in these days. Walk with us, hour by hour, day by day. Strengthen us, encourage us in these days. We ask all these things in Jesus' name, amen.